Bye to listen to Northern Ag Network on demand. We've enjoyed being able to provide these programs on more platforms and appreciate you taking the time to listen. This report is brought to you by Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, who would like to remind hunters that respecting private landowners and the access they provide is more important than ever. Positive relationships between hunters and landowners impacts all recreationists. It's up to us. Respect access, protect the hunt. Now time for the report. Hello, everyone. Brett McRae here with your morning market report on the Northern Ag Network. The big news from last week is that the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service is considering returning management of the grizzly bear to the states in both the greater Yellowstone and Northern Continental Divide ecosystems in Montana and Wyoming. Federal officials were persuaded to consider delisting following petitions from Montana and Wyoming, but rejected a similar proposal from Idaho. When grizzly bears were listed as threatened under the Endangered Species Act in 1975, the species population in the lower 48 states was estimated in the hundreds. However, today it exceeds management targets in both the Greater Yellowstone and Northern Continental Divide ecosystems. Montana Stock Growers Executive Vice President Rayleigh Honeycutt says the association is optimistic about the process going forward. We do know that there is going to be a 12-month review. Um, with that, we know that um, additional for this review to happen, additional scientific information had to be provided, and the states, both Wyoming and Montana, did that. And so while that review happens, we know Yellowstone grizzly bears are recovered. We know the Northern Continental Divide grizzly bears are the same. And so we're optimistic that we have the data and the information to show that these are no longer endangered animals and can be um, removed from the list. This is the Fish and Wildlife Service's third attempt in 16 years to end Endangered Species Act protection for grizzlies in the region. Some of the best pulse crops in the world are grown in Montana, including chickpeas. 41 Greens Mills Chickpea Flour is produced in circle. Chickpea flour can be substituted one-to-one for regular flour. It makes a great high-protein alternative. Enjoy 41 Greens delicious chickpea flour products like mixes for banana bread, cookies, waffles, brownies, and more. All produced with naturally gluten-free Montana-grown chickpeas. 41 Greens from our family farm to your family's table. Order online at 41grains.com. Sales season's here again, and there are a lot of black-hided Angus bulls on the market, but not all of them are registered. Why take the risk? Don't gamble on unproven genetics. Invest wisely with registered, powered by Angus bulls. Backed by the power of the American Angus Association and 80 million data points, registered Angus bulls give you the confidence in your buying decisions. Don't buy an imposter. Look for the registration number. Buy the power. Buy registered Angus bulls. We're kicking off a busy schedule here in February. This week, the Soil Health Symposium is being held in Billings, hosted by the NRCS and the Montana Association of Conservation Districts. This year, one of the keynote speakers is Jerry Doan, who operates the Blackleg Ranch with his wife Renee in McKenzie, North Dakota. Jerry will be speaking about the regenerative practices utilized on the ranch, as well as the diversified revenue streams created by each member of the family including outfitting, event hosting, and a brewery. And next week over in KDBM Radio Country in Dillon, the Beaverhead Conservation District and MSU Extension are hosting a winter seminar titled Cultivation of the Generations to explore local agricultural practices and their challenges and successes in engaging the next generation. 
The program begins at 10 a.m. on Wednesday, February 15th, with a presentation by Ray Markser. And then after lunch, Northern Ag Network's Taylor Brown will moderate a panel of local producers, including J.M. Peck from Melrose, Tony Johnson from Lima, Jim Hagenbarth from Dillon, Dalton Pauley from Deer Lodge, Jamie Wood from Twin Bridges, David Schuett of Dillon, and Carl Malisich, also from Dillon. You may have heard the news that the official entertainer of the professional bull riding circuit since 2006 and Shoto native Flint Rasmussen will retire from his role in the arena and join the sports television broadcast as a commentator for the team series season that begins later this year. The PBR says that Rasmussen reinvented and modernized the role of a rodeo clown into a versatile entertainer combining singing, dancing, fan interactions, spontaneous commentary, and humor. Rasmussen says he's a truly blessed man, having worked his first world finals in 1997, and has the goal of continuing to grow and preserve the Western lifestyle. Safflower growers, are you attending the Mate Show February 16th to the 18th in Billings? J.G. Boswell Company is looking to partner with Montana Safflower Growers. Farming since 1925, J.G. Boswell owned and operated an oil mill plant in Corcoran, California. Producing edible-grade high oleic safflower oil, they are looking to secure additional safflower seed from Montana growers to fulfill their oil mill production capacity. Visit their booth or contact J.G. Boswell partner at United Grains, Blake Brawley, 406-750-2872, about grower meetings during the Mate. Friday was a positive day for the cattle market as both feeder and live cattle futures ended up in the green. March feeders up 17 cents at 186.10, April up 55 at 190.62, February live cattle up 52 cents at 160.27, April up 30 at 164.12, lean hogs down 32 cents in February at 75.02, April up 47 at 86.47. There was a big test of the feeder market at the public auction yards in Billings on Friday. Heavy five-weight steers traded from 211 to 219, light six-weight steers from 202 to 210, and heavy six-weight steers from 189 to 197. On the heifer side, light four-weight calves sold on average from 212 up to 220. Heavy four-weight heifers from 207 to 215. 550 to 600-pound feeder heifers sold from $1.84 up to 193. The way up market in Torrington was three to five cents better. Coal cows from 76 up to 90 cents a pound. In the grain markets on Friday, wheat could not hold early strength and ended up closing lower, with bullish leader KC March falling the most for the day. A wetter outlook for these southern plains, hard red winter wheat growing areas, along with the still aggressive offers from Russia and Ukraine to world wheat importers, continue to weigh on the market. And soybeans were lower as bean oil faded along with the decrease in crude oil which has now fallen for five of the past six trading sessions. Kansas City winter wheat down three and a quarter in March at 921, May down four cents at 914. Kansas City winter wheat down seven and three quarters cents in March at 873, May down seven and a half at 866. Minneapolis spring wheat down three and a half in March at 921, May down four cents at 914. Chicago soft red winter down four and a quarter in March at 756, May down three and three quarters at 768. Corn up two and a quarter cents in March at 677. May up one and three quarters at 675. Soybeans down two and a quarter in March and May at 1532 and 1525. And on Friday in Montana, 14 Pro Spring Wheat was down mostly three cents around the state from 867 to 903. 12 Pro Winter Wheat down seven cents at local elevators from 845 to 894. 
soft white wheat out in Portland, up a nickel or unchanged from 840 to 855. On the Northern Ag Network, I'm Brett McRae.